That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. It was turning into the dirtiest match Harry had ever played in. Enraged that Gryffindor had taken such an early lead, the Slytherins were rapidly resorting to any means to take the quaffle. Bull hit Alicia with his club and tried to say he'd thought she was a bludger. George Weasley elbowed Bull in the face in retaliation. Madame Hooch awarded both teams penalties, and Wood pulled off another spectacular save, making the score 40-10 to Gryffindor. The snitch had disappeared again. Malfoy was still keeping close to Harry as he soared over the match, looking around for it. What's up, potheads? Welcome to The Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 15, The Quidditch Final. Part 2, the literal Quidditch final. Like, this is the part of the chapter that has the Quidditch final in it. You don't really even need more of a description than that. It's just like, it's the Quidditch final. Like, it's the final Quidditch of the year. Like, they're finally doing the final Quidditch. So, buckle up, buckaroos! And just for your information, we did have some technical issues this week, so the sound is not going to be all that you are accustomed to, my dear listener, but rest assured that everything is good in audio land, and next week will be up to your usual listening standards. Thanks so much for bearing with us. Love ya! Welcome to the restricted section. This is going to be a really great game today. Coming out first onto the pitch, I have our seeker, Andrew! I I wanted to return the enthusiasm, Christina, but then you threw me off by picking literally the worst possible position I could play in quick. I meant to say chaser. I'm an idiot. You're the seeker now. And coming on to the pitch, I guess she's the fucking keeper, Mary Payton. Oh, my least favorite position. What are you doing? Guys, Good. guys, you don't get to argue. <laughs> And I guess the only position left. <laughs> no, no, no. There's more positions left. But, and <laughs> our very special guest returning for a very important game. We're super glad to have our very special beater, Leela. Beat it. Beat it, baby. <laughs> How? But not in a way that will get us copyright tagged by Michael Jackson. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Leela, how have you been since the last time we saw you? I've been doing great. Um, just, you know, working hard, working on music a little bit, and oh. hanging out with my friends, which is you, <laughs> guys. Yeah, I said, I said since we saw you last, but I, I oh. meant since the last time you were on the podcast, That's what not I two assumed. days ago. <laughs> yeah, well, since I saw you, not much has changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're really excited to have you back, and... I just want everyone to know that I switched Layla's chapter on her like three times and then I accidentally stuck her with a Quidditch chapter. So basically <laughs> she's a fucking champion um, and we all love her so much. So just to get that out of the way, <laughs> we loved you before this. 
we continue to love you after this. Great. Thank you. I, <laughs> I feel the love. <laughs> no, I'm not being sarcastic, I promise. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Before we get started on the Quidditch final, we do have a little bit of Mott's thoughts. Mott's thoughts. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really rely on you. (laughs) So I'm going to read an email from Mott's. Okay, I want you guys to know that whenever Mott's sends us an email, he starts by saying, hello there. And then it's like, pause in case someone wants to say general kenobi which i never pause for that because i'm like i don't think my friends are that quick like i don't think they're gonna do that (laughs) but he always puts it there oh nice direction (laughs) yeah okay i'm gonna be mots now the harry potter series is one of the most popular book series ever written and there is no doubt that they changed the lives of many A big reason why these books are so compelling is that despite all of the magical whimsy that we come across, these books are above all mystery novels. And at times they are some of the most well-crafted mysteries ever written. However, I've recently come across a greater mystery than any of the main mysteries in the series that was never even tackled. The Girl Who Vanished. There's a joke at the beginning of Puffs, which is, I believe, a stage play that is much beloved by Mott's. Um where the characters, the Puffs, introduce themselves. And one of the character goes, I'm Sally Perks, I go to this school. And this kind of becomes a recurring joke. It refers to the actual canon Harry Potter character, Sally Ann Perks, and how she's a complete non-entity in the series, um, to the point where I'm pretty sure even Voldemort forgot that she existed. In case you don't remember who this character is, I mean, let's face it, why the fuck would you? In chapter seven of book one, The Sorting Hat, she's the last person to get sorted before Harry, alphabetically. Um, I said that alphabetically, Mots didn't say that. Um, Oh, wait, he says it later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) However, in chapter 50, uh, in chapter 31 of book five, OWLS, um, the owls, do they say owls or OW? I never knew. They say owls, right? Okay. Oh, I guess, no, we don't know. (laughs) All right, well, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, The characters have to do their practical charms exams in groups. And Harry's Harry's group consists of Harry, obviously, Pansy Parkinson, and the Patel twins. So it's clearly done alphabetically. So then shouldn't Sally Ann Perks be in this group? Where the fuck is Sally Ann Perks? I (laughs) I realize I'm probably the only one who's even remotely interested in this mysterious disappearance of this character, but I've been trying to think of an in-universe reason for why she was there for the sorting, but not for the exams. It wasn't easy, but here's my theory. We can always rely on Mots for the theories. In her second year, Sally Ann was petrified by the Basilisk. However, while the other characters were petrified in fairly easy to find locations, Sally Ann was attacked in a more hidden location that's never used and no one has found her. (gasps) So basically somewhere in the school lies a girl (sighs) petrified and forgotten by everyone, even the author. Hashtag justice for Sally Ann. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. That was incredibly dark and disturbing. (laughs) So, So entertained. On that joyful note, I hope you all have a lovely day. Thank you for reading my stupid bullshit emails. Love you all. Bye. Mots, how dare you? (laughs) Mots, we love your stupid bullshit emails. They're, in (laughs) fact, a highlight of my days. (laughs) Well, I I love 
that there is the like there there's the very cheap out that Mots could have taken. There's the out of just saying that during the second year, her parents got scared and drew her out of school, and she thrived under her home tutelage, and so they never mm-hmm. sent her back. But I think Mots figured out the real deal here. Okay. Wow. Boom. Mind exploded. <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely love keeping track of these hogwarts characters because we're i mean we're doing it better than Voldemort did you know i mean mots in particular not all heroes wear capes i truly don't know if mots is wearing a cape right now but i'm <laughs> gonna I truly so. hope he is yeah. I, but i'm gonna guess yeah. he's not as like my best guess um yeah so that's that freaking sally ann perkins and faye dunbar dude t- two of the greatest mysteries of hogwarts <laughs> So we're here to talk about, I keep getting this confused with Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw because they're both bullshit Quidditch chapters. (laughs) I'm scrolling forever. We're at the part of the book where like, I have all my notes in one page and it's just like, I have to scroll so far to like get Mm -hmm. to where we are now. And there's only a couple chapters left, but. All right. So let's get into the Quidditch final, which last Last week, we also covered, quote, the Quidditch final, end quote. But it was everything that happened in this chapter that wasn't the Quidditch final, a.k.a. Hermione's best worst day. So today we're going to be covering a sports match. (laughs) So excited. I can't believe I missed the episode about Hermione. I know. Like, losing her (laughs) shit. I love that part so much. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah, I was like, is it going to be better or worse to have, like, Andrew, who, like, generally is a sports person, like, on this episode? Should I maybe have just gotten three, like, sports dodos like myself to, like, really get into this? So I mean, um, I'm a sports dodo. Like yeah, yourself. exactly. So I think we're going to I think we're. it's not going to be hard for us to not get too into it. So this chapter starts the night before the Quidditch final. Everyone is really high key right now. I can't believe that, like. There's a lot of times when I'm like, they should probably be more supervised than they are. And like a night like this is one of those where like all of these kids are awake. No one can sleep. They all have a lot of stress and anxiety. And a lot of them are putting pressure on each other. And it's like, I would want that to be a supervised situation, especially knowing how Oliver Wood can get sometimes. I would want him to be supervised. Oh, for sure. He's losing it. And if I think if Hogwarts was a city, they would be rioting right now. Like there would be... (laughs) Rioting and looting (laughs) in the streets. Yeah. So not even Hermione can concentrate on her homework from the anxiety. And wow. Okay. I'm about to read the most relatable line that I personally myself have ever encountered in this whole book series. I relate to the following line with all my heart. Quote, Fred and George Weasley were dealing with the pressure by being louder and more exuberant than ever. (laughs) If anyone, if anyone has seen me get like schlepped last minute into a presentation, like I go full, I go full Fred and George. <laughs> <laughs> just like trick them by just being super overconfident and over loud. Yeah. And- like you're yeah. laughing no matter what. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look at me. Hey. You know? <laughs> when I used to have to give presentations in high school and college, I... Like, I swear to God, this wasn't on purpose. It would would just happen. I would slip into what I call my stoner cadence because like it would at least like get the class laughing. So I'd be like, today we're going to talk about, wait, what was it again? Oh, King Henry VIII and why he wasn't such a bad guy. 
Um, like I just I'm not even doing a good job of it right now because it just sounds like how I always hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a bad job, but what I'm saying is I didn't give like very technically excellent presentations as like a defense mechanism. I'm like, I'm gonna be silly. Yeah, <sighs> whatever. So yeah, Harry is noivous. Mm-hmm. That's all. And then Oliver Wood sends them to bed. That's like this whole section. Yeah. I love that Oliver is just playing with a little mini set of the Quidditch pitch and just like using his wand to make things move around and like whispering to himself. He is he's full crazy man at this point. It it reminds me of uh in high school when we had when it was Friday and we had a football game, we would the the football players were allowed to not sit in the lunchroom, but instead to go to the side hallway where they weren't allowed to make us be, they weren't allowed to make us participate, but we could go to the side hallway where a coach just conveniently left a TV that was hooked up to a VCR that had game footage of the team that we were playing. <laughs> I was like playing Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, as, yeah. <laughs> as the week would go on, the, the, like the atmosphere in that hallway would get more and more intense. Wait for, so it was for the whole week, yeah, for like a Friday week. game. Yeah. Wow. It, it was only during the football season, but during the I whole see. week you could go and, and, you know, watch game film. And oh. it was funny. Cause like the first day that you're there, you know, you watched it on Saturday. So you, you've seen it before, but you're, you're like, huh, yeah. Okay. And you're still joking. And then by like Wednesday, the jokes have all been said and you're all like, Oh, well, you know, that's pretty, that's something we should watch out for. That's something serious. And then by Friday, you're all just like dead quiet. It's oh my god. Okay. Everyone is just staring at this TV and like one person will quietly mutter a a point that we hasn't been made yet. Like, well, we should probably make sure to watch him during the and and it's just nothing but like quiet muttering to each other with a bunch of people shaking their heads, like yes, yes. Oh my god, that's so stressful. (laughs) I really don't I've really never been in a position where like where I would get like routinely nervous about something. Like I really didn't do sports. I get nervous for like things like when I had my like improv show, like I was nervous about that, but I do get a little nervous. <sighs> Confession time. I still get just a little bit nervous before each and every one of these recordings. But uh, what I, what I do to try to like, I mean, that's just part of my personality. And what I do is I like walk around playing one of my favorite podcasts and I'm like never our own fucking podcast like never the restricted section (laughs) I'm playing like some other podcast that is edited less meticulously than ours but is like more funny than ours so I'm like oh my god it's gonna be great like we're hilarious (laughs) like I barely even have to edit anything like that's a great idea it's like a distraction and like a pump up it's almost always hey riddle riddle because those comes out on Wednesdays so Sometimes there are sentences in these books that are just like, wow, you damn said it. Just like, quote, Harry slept badly, unquote. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess he would. Harry slept, slept badly is kind of like the uh, the Harry Potter canons version of Jesus wept. It's I very knew you short, were going to fucking <laughs> To the point, like, poignant, like, oh, man, it hits you. It, it's, it's shortness and it's like directness is such a stretch from what you usually get in these books that it really is kind of powerful. It's like, yeah. (laughs) And I love his, I love the dreams that he has. They're so like, it's like one right after the other of all worst case scenarios. They're all like work nightmares. And then like the last one to me is like, that one makes the most sense where he, he is in midair and he realizes he forgot his firebolt. So he just drops. (laughs) (laughs) That's classic nightmare shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then you, when you hit your pillow, you wake up. Or when you hit the ground, you wake up. And then you're sleeping. Do you guys do that where you're like kind of like half asleep and then you just are like <gasps> awake for yeah. no reason at all? Yeah, I have night terrors. I do that a lot. Whenever Jason tries to gently wake me up when I fall asleep on the couch, um, I get have this really specific phobia um, that happens. It's it's kind of embarrassing, but basically, like, never try to wake me up because um, my mind just, like, imagines that, like, instead of it being a person that I love, it's, like, a horrifying demon face. Oh, my God. God, it's either that or and then it it erases the whole face and it's Wait, just like a creepy blank face. Is it sleep paralysis or can you move? Um, I can move and then like I just usually Jason's like it's me, it's me, it's Aww. me, it's okay. And then I eventually <laughs> am like I'm like crying and screaming like bloody murder and then and then and then I scream myself awake and I'm like ah and then I like feel like I still need to commit a little and I'm like ah. <laughs> and then I just like kind of wind it down and I'm like. Oh my god! Okay, so wait, wait, and then and then after that, you're like, okay, it's Wednesday. What do I need to do today? I've got a podcast for Courtling. Like, like is that is that how you wake up every day? <laughs> no, she said when she falls asleep on the couch and has to be woken. Uh, okay, I-, uh, I don't know. Sometimes when Jason does something, sometimes what happens when Jason does something horrifying to me, you know, for example gently trying to cuddle me in the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a couple things Monster. to say. First of all, it's just so, I'm so glad that Jason is approximately twice your size. So, like, <laughs> I, he's probably, like, mostly okay with, like, <laughs> with your uh, trauma at him. So quirky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the demon thing is, like, a total sleep paralysis thing. I, I do get sleep paralysis without the demon part, just like the fear of dying. Um, And what else was I going to say? Oh, another thing I've started, <laughs> this is like, I'm just confessing a lot of embarrassing things. I've recently, I have recently, I would say in the past literal week, I've recently started snoring um, because my allergies are really bad. And I went to the allergist Aww. yesterday and I'm getting it resolved. Okay. Because like, I can't tolerate a <laughs> snorer and I will never fucking be a snorer for someone else. And I'm sorry to everyone who snores, but like I personally cannot sleep with that kind of shit <laughs> including i wake myself up constantly by snoring because it's uh, fucking annoying i know what you mean no i'm exactly like that like snoring to me is like you know how some people f- get like physically angry when they hear like chewing yeah. um, oh, you know noises me. okay okay so that's a real <laughs> thing i know but for me it's snoring but the thing that like sucks about snoring is like I work in a doctor's office and it's a pediatric clinic. And a lot of times like these exhausted freaking parents are just like dropping their kids off and they get one hour of quiet peace. Oh my God. And they fall asleep and it's sweet. Right. But then they snore like a, like a fucking brain. And I'm just just sitting here, you know, it's like 9am on a Tuesday and I'm just like, Wishing I could, and I just always so just start dropping things. <laughs> <laughs> like I have three. Well, I no, do like I, a, I relate to this heavily. This is why this is the type of thing I say that makes me feel not Hufflepuffy. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I have like a metal canteen like water bottle, so I'll <laughs> That's just like the loudest thing you can throw so loud. <laughs> Ever accidentally drop one? Like I know I have done it purposefully many oh times. Oh my god! But the guests, have- they usually still don't wake up, so it's fine. I just have this mental image now of you like sitting there 
and you've tried like dropping it from a slightly higher and higher level to get them to wake up. And finally you just like go, fuck it. And just chuck the thing down the hallway. So like the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing. <laughs> Bouncing oh, off walls no. and the floor itself. Sorry, tired parents. I, t- I know it must be extremely exhausting. I'm just, you know, uh, very selfish. So. <laughs> well, well, on the weekend when I'm trying to like, get to the farmer's market before all the good produce is taken or whatever. And Sean's having a hard time getting out of bed. I too have been known to super loudly get out a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Slam those drawers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have the one drawer that I, that doesn't shut very well and I have to kick it shut anyway. So I keep, I keep miming things and forgetting that this is, this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lila's doing a ton of like elaborate, bits it's, right now with her hands the, the stage work is fantastic you're really, <laughs> thank you so much it's a damn shame they won't see you juggling the machetes but i really do see what it added to the performance so i thank you for that. <laughs> thank you thank you very much okay I, I, I do have a really funny dream story if you all want to hear it okay sure i'll I, love i would love to interpret it for you i was at a camp when i was about 10 years old um football camp because i was a cool kid and they had the bunk, the old school bunk beds. This was in at William and Mary. They do this uh, football clinic. And I was there and I'm on the top bed of the bunk. And I had like in the middle of my dream, I, I forget what exactly I was doing, but the, the ground, like Looney Tunes, the ground just wasn't underneath me. Right. Mm-hmm. And as I fall, I, in my dream, I like am just about to hit the ground and I wake up. Right. And when I wake up, I'm just about to hit the ground because I've rolled off the bunk. <laughs> and I was like maybe a foot off the ground when I woke up. So I wake up from like the fall in the dream, like, huh, huh. And I just like, <laughs> wait, wait. So the, it was this a story from when you were at football camp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, then, I so, and, okay. So then the second layer was real life. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> the story uh, ended with you waking up in real life. Yeah, yeah. So, like I was, I, was, I, th- I thought you were gonna yeah. say that you like woke up in another dream because that has definitely happened to me before. No, 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 not that. Like I woke up and I was actually like a f- in my mind I was a foot. I'd probably like literally just rolled off the bed or whatever. But like it was weird because literally the ground fell out from underneath me. I woke up and I had that like relief of like, huh, I'm not <laughs> plummeting to my death. And then it like registered right before I hit the ground. Like oh, you're still so plummeting. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. Maven, you've been quiet for a while. Do you have any funny dream stories to throw in? Any fucked up? Or like night terrors, yeah. Well, of course, but like I'm trying to think of ones that are both appropriate to tell. And I mean, this podcast is rated explicit. That's rated E for everyone. We utilize that (laughs) tag. I did have a sex dream about, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I thought she was really going to get into it. (laughs) Damn. I was so excited. Everyone in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. I was wondering a thing about his dreams. I, I, I. Okay, all right. I bet you that he slash the rest of the team has definitely had the dream where you realize you're naked on the Quidditch pitch. <laughs> Have you guys had one of those dreams? Yeah, like I'm naked at class or at work. I feel like mine hasn't been like totally naked, but it's been like. Like, oh, I'm not wearing a shirt or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been naked in a dream like that, but I do think I've, like, forgotten a key something. 
So I've never had like the nudity thing, but I've had like nudity is oh, like no, more I'm than just forgetting something. It's like forgetting your dignity, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm um I'm so vain um that I don't dream about that. Um, I'm very comfortable being naked, as most <laughs> people who've ever known me have seen at least one tit. <laughs> accidentally it's or, true. On purpose. Um, <laughs> or both. I have my dreams like that are about like that I'm about to go to a major event of some kind but I'm not I don't have any I'm not like ready I don't yeah. have any, oh my god like my That's hair is messy fear. my mm-hmm. ma- I don't have any makeup anywhere yeah uh the, my clothes are like pajamas what a nightmare. Now, I mean, you just can't go at that point. You can't go. <laughs> I know. You would say that, but the, dr- the dream's like, no, you must come to your wedding or whatever. You know? uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you would have to. Um, I never have the naked in public dream, but I do have a recurring dream that I'm trying to masturbate in public and people keep bothering me. Uh, point of order i think you might be bothering them <laughs> if you're in public i think the po- i think the point of the matter is where where the shame lies because in these dreams i'm not like whoops i'm masturbating in public it's like how, can you like please leave me to my business <laughs> that's that's so funny it's that's it's so you i love it so much okay so harry's dreams i feel bad for harry I feel bad for Harry. It, it sucks to have anxiety. It sucks to not know something's going to go well. But the crazy thing is, in my experience, it goes well more often than it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think Harry kind of always has this impression of himself that he's more lucky than anything. Mm. Oh, which is kind of true. It is very kind of true, true, actually. He but is, But it, I think kind of maybe like except for Quidditch, though. He's like pretty good at Quidditch. That's true. But Quidditch is like... <laughs> It's just the craziest rules, which I know you guys talked about on a previous episode, how it's like... We can always talk about how stupid Quidditch is. Because that's okay. our rules, but, like, the fact that, like, literally it all depends on him, really, because it, it each goal is only 10 points, and the snitch is 150 points. That's such a huge difference that really it all depends on him. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, and, and also it puts extra pressure on him because like, as we'll see when we get to the game, he more than anyone else has to be like really paying attention to what's happening. Like truly everyone else is just trying to make and, and save goals and like, like as fast as you can. And But Harry's the only one who has to know like exactly what's going on. Whatever, dude. His dreams wake him up in the middle of the night because he's fucking riddled with the anxiety as we've been discussing for the past like 15 minutes or whatever. Um, <laughs> and he goes to get some water, which like, okay, I drink with a full ass water bottle right next to my bed because I get like middle, talking about night terrors. I wake up thirsty as shit like I'm about to die, dude. <laughs> and I'll drink a whole bottle of water. Why are some people like that? I feel like there are definitely people who are like that every single night. And that, but I don't, I, it's that not Okay, it's not every single night. And I would like to circle back to however long ago when I mentioned that I've been snoring a lot because I have allergies. So I've been mouth breathing extra hard or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the water, the water need has been extra, but the the idea of having to like get whenever people are like i walk to the bathroom to get a sip of water i'm like how do you not always have water on your person <laughs> i'm showing it dramatically <laughs> it has a, it has a, my pink water bottle has a sticker of nurse joy from pokemon on it and i love it <laughs> guys i feel like i've been talking about this episode <laughs> I, I 
mean, it's a, I mean, you know, you, you and me are kind of like, we need to fill the silence. Well, it, it's, it's a weird episode because yeah. normally we would have these little points to talk about along the way. Listeners, it's just not <laughs> there. We, we, tr- we think about it. We try, we bring our A game to these episodes. And sometimes <laughs> there's just not much to say. Well, I got it. We got plot. Yeah. He, he grabs his glasses. Classic. Because he he thinks he sees something moving. (laughs) I mean, I get it. You have to grab your glasses before you can take any further steps. Yeah. I can only get to the toilet and back without my glasses. That's the (laughs) end of it. Um, So he thinks he saw the Grimm out the window. So he goes to get his glasses. Um, But it's not the Grimm. It's just Crookshanks. Oh, but wait, it is also the fucking Grimm. (laughs) (laughs) It's Crookshanks is friends with the Grimm. Yeah. Um, so so Harry tries to wake Ron up to be like, do you see this or am I losing my fucking mind? Um, but Ron doesn't wake up because Ron is the heaviest sleeper in the history of humanity. And the Grimm and Crookshanks are already gone. Who, who would you get in that situation if you were in that room? Because, like, you know, you're not going to wake Ron up. Um, I would get no? Neville, dude. But I was just going to say, I, I wonder if Neville would be any easier. Like, I see Neville be having a natural instinct to not wake up because nothing he does avoids danger. Like, he brings danger <laughs> on himself seemingly with everything he does. And, like, I just I just imagine him not waking up. I, Dean Thomas, maybe? Maybe Dean. We don't have, like know enough about Dean Thomas's personality at this point. I just think that Neville is like looking for friendship. And if you're like, yo, like, can I involve you in personal shenanigans? He's like, yes. He's going to like yeah. Michael Scott it. He's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. this is my family now. Like, this I, is, like I need to, I need this to. This is my mission. So, yeah. It's, it's hard though, because I feel like at least for me, if someone wakes me up, even if it's something that I know is important, even if I was Neville and I was like desperate for friendship, Still in that moment, that like half awake, I'd be like, no, not worth it. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry, but I physically cannot get up that quickly. <laughs> I talk myself out of so much stuff when I'm sleepy. Like my husband will definitely tell you that in the morning, if I try to get up a little bit earlier to accomplish a little bit more or maybe shower, you know, like <laughs> when, as soon as my alarm, I have all these ideas. And as soon as my alarm goes off, I'm like, no, I definitely don't need to shower today. I, I just did, what, seven days ago, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of person who wakes up, like, very hard. Like, the second I'm like, oh, I'm a living person, I'm like, woo, time to kick today's ass. Let's do it. Are you for real? Let's go, Kish. girls. Sean AKA. hates it, dude. Yes, a.k.a. <laughs> a morning person. Yeah, I'm a, oh. I, don't, I don't, like, necessarily wake up early. Like, I probably could wake up earlier if I wanted to. But, like, I man, I just... Sean fucking hates. I'm like farmers market, farmers market. How many times <laughs> am I gonna be able to bring up this damn farmers market? I know you're you're a little grumpy about it, huh? I used to be such a morning person, and I miss it. I miss it so much being able to like, uh, let's go. Like <laughs> that Have a on switch. Day. The, the, oh. the trick is to get up and just start doing shit right away. Like I'm doing shit all day long. But I, I think maybe like I start with coffee and some eggs and I'm in the kitchen with my podcast and I'm like, this is my life. <laughs> I have found that if I have to go to work, I have a harder time getting up. And that might sound really obvious, but like on days that I don't have a reason to get up, that's my, those are the best days to wake up as early as I possibly can. 
I yep. get that. Yeah, work from home, it's definitely been easier for me to get up than it is to get up and get dressed and go to the office. Like by far. Mm-hmm. Wow, let's get off the sleep talk. I'm gonna get us there. It's the <laughs> next my my very next bullet point just says the next day. So like there we are, we're gone now. So it's the day, it's the big game. The team, the Quidditch, the Gryffindor Quidditch team enters the Great Hall to applause. There's <laughs> they're clapping like I would be like, shut up. They're already so anxious, like for the love of God. Just like, don't even look at them. Um, (laughs) Just pretend we don't even care about their stupid quid. Well, here's the other thing. How sad is it for Slytherin that the whole rest of the school also wants them to lose? Yeah, it sucks. And when I read this, I was like, "Of, of course Slytherin would end up angry and rude to the rest of the school forever because this is how they're treated all the time yeah it's it's really fucked up i i mean like they like you know prove that they're evil and all that stuff a little bit later and you know we're just supposed to be like as the reader i don't think i don't think she really intended us to break it down like we have and be like there are nice slytherins and different houses mean different things than just one trait you know but uh-huh. so so when I read it as a kid, I was definitely like Slytherin evil. I mean, mm-hmm. like, but then like, it's just so fucked up. Like you make them live in the dungeons and yeah. everyone just is against you. It's, it's like ca- the worst. It is the worst. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the orcs in Lord of the Rings where it's like, these are just shitty, shitty, shitty monsters. And it's like, oh, like, it seems to me like they're like a whole race unto themselves <laughs> with like their own culture and language and like nuances. But <laughs> okay, like I guess they're just the bad guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um it's easier for story, I guess, to do it that way. Yeah, it's more direct, but like mm-hmm. it's but like isn't it more fun for everyone, even young readers, when things are nuanced? Yes, it is. And okay. even young readers can handle that t- can handle nuance. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, your kitty's being so cute right now. What he's being is a giant fucking slut. He will not. <laughs> the reason I picked him up is because he was like, what the cats do is they come up to my cat chair and they put their claws in my ass, dude. Like just straight up. That's what they both do when they need attention and it gets old pretty quick. Oh, do you want to get fucking down? Oh, am I being too loud? Please go ahead. <laughs> so, to clarify, listeners, this is not the same cat who bit Christina's tit. No, this Different is Dante. He, he frequently makes appearances on the pod. <laughs> It's definitely one of those uh, chicken and egg scenarios where I doubt that anyone... The Slytherin thing? Yeah, where I doubt that anyone who is at Hogwarts now, be they student or teacher, remembers when, you know, when Slytherins got so detached from the rest of the school. But then I guarantee you that's why, like, every Slytherin... I'm not saying people who are Slytherins, but I am saying that every Slytherin that we're shown in the actual series mm-hmm. has the superiority complex about we're better than you because we're Slytherin. And I think that probably doesn't help when people are like, well, screw you, you're Slytherin. And then it just goes back and forth and it you know builds off each other. Maybe it's toxic leadership. And moving on. It's my <laughs> podcast. I drop a good point and we move on. <laughs> no, but really, like it could, it could, I mean, what whatever you think about Snape, like he could, I mean, he doesn't strike me as a very good head of house. It could just be that he's mm-hmm. fostering like a pretty unhufflepuff vibe in the well, Slytherin I, common room. I think to fight that, you would need some sort of leader who 
did a lot of work to undo that. And Snape is certainly not the person to care Honestly, enough to try and do all that work. Yeah, I think that like a better head of house for Slytherin would have been a, like a slughorn type, someone who is like more businessy and networking. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah. a weakness, it's well, a strength. But Slughorn was the head of house back when like Lily and James were there and there was mm-hmm. still the animosity between Slytherins and everyone else. Then. It's true. But we, I mean, we don't know if it was that bad or if it was like really just like a, like a Marauders versus Snape thing. I think it is important to remember too, that once again, this doesn't extend to people in the real world that, you know, line up with Slytherin traits, but in the book, the way it's written, there is the underlying racism thing too, with pretty much every single member of Slytherin. That yeah, that's true. Who's named is someone who is a vocal racist. So yeah, I, that would be hard to like, get along with. <laughs> you know, how to, it's, get, how to it's, get past that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really care. You know, if you're wearing a Nazi symbol, I don't care how you know well we play together. Like we're not going to be playing. Like so, I just, yeah. I, th- I think what yeah. we're getting at here is that it, it's definitely the writing of the Slytherins that's not frustrating, but like. Any of us probably when if we were to encounter these particular Slytherins probably would have acted similarly. It's just a matter of they deserve better writing. Hmm. So back to the Gryffindors, though, Oliver. Okay, I'm going to read a quote. Wood spent the whole of breakfast urging his team to eat while touching nothing himself. That is the most mom quote I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing like no no you it. all like uh does anyone else need a plate like and she just keeps getting up from the table and and like never eats the fucking meal yeah right. and keeps talking about protein you need your protein you need your protein <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i imagine that he has one strong cup of coffee or tea because they're british but coffee oh, just makes them a- some people feel like those things are interchangeable and i don't know mm-hmm. so to me I- it's coffee mm-hmm I'm sure it was tea for him, though. England's a all strong about the tea. black tea. <laughs> yeah, Jason's mom's it, Jason's my Jason's mom is um is her her mom is like off the boat from England, so they're they're really English. They have a lot of Englishisms, and she drinks so much tea, like mm. so much tea. She yeah. drinks probably like what six to twelve cups a day of just like whatever good tea is around interesting yeah so if you all look behind me you will see that electric kettle that's right above my thumb right there. yes mm-hmm. so this is also my office and uh about three weeks ago maybe i made the investment of getting an electric kettle with like mm-hmm. a big assortment of teas and instant coffees purely so that i don't have to go down to make coffee anymore nice and now i've gotten to the point that i drink legitimately like up to 10 cups of tea a day. Yeah. Like I, it, it was enough that I had to make the conscious decision to get decaffeinated tea so that mm-hmm. I wasn't just drinking that's, caffeine at all times. That's smart. That's very, very smart. <laughs> yeah. So you've gone like full Wally where like, you don't, you don't even want to get up to get tea anymore. You're like, it's, nope. Wait, wait, it's more, it's more that my consumption has increased with the uh, decrease in travel time. Mm-hmm. Because like to make tea before I would have to go down and, you know, I, I only have five minutes. I can step away from my workstation before it goes inactive. So I would have to go down, <gasps> like set everything up, go back up, do something else, go back down. Get I it feel so- like you can rig that. That's insane. <laughs> I, 
My mom, okay, not to rat out my mom, we don't know who she is. She she carries her laptop around the house with her and it's just like, mm, on the, <laughs> she <laughs> just like, she just diddles the little touchpad once every couple of minutes and it's like, I have to stay active. Sorry. Anyway, tell me more about your week or whatever. <laughs> I did say diddles. I did, um, I did just see a video where someone um, attached their mouse to like their oscillating fan. With the cardboard mm. so that would, moved it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. Right. Yeah. Or if you have like a, a remote mouse, you could hook it up to like a cat or dog. But <laughs> <What laughs> if you said that it's just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was like um, an old lady cough. I love a laugh that devolves into a cough. That it makes me laugh so hard for some reason. <laughs> Um, it happens to me a lot because I have post-nasal drip and I'm very sensitive about it. <laughs> pa, 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 post-nasal drip. Let's see how many times I can brag drip. about my allergies during this episode. Hey, Christina, <laughs> what are, did you find out what you're allergic to? I don't even... Okay, is my list up here? No, it's downstairs. I'm, I'm literally allergic to... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying the words that my allergist said to me. Okay, I'm not like paraphrasing. Trees grasses pets pets in general all of them just all of them even like a bird i think i think it was cats and dogs oh what about like pet dander yeah i see so i'm just like well it doesn't matter dude i'm allergic to everything um anyway I'm not allergic Sorry. to breakfast, though. It's okay. I, I, I have a great sense of humor because I've always had really bad medical issues. <laughs> um, so speaking of breakfast, they they leave breakfast. Um, it also, the, it's the Gryffindor Quidditch team. We're back to, it's Harry Potter. This is a Harry Potter podcast. Um, <laughs> they also exit the Great Hall to enormous applause. Um, exit <laughs> breakfast. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Like Easter exit or Brexit. Um, okay, so important thing to note Cho Chang tells Harry, Good luck. Good luck, Harry. Good luck. Yeah. Harry, I wish that you have a good game. Okay, so all, all four of us just did an impression, and two of them were sexy American accents, and two of them were very over the top Scottish accents. <laughs> I Guess like which were that. which. I would I like think- to counter that Cho Chang has a very over the top Wow. I was going to say they were all sexy accents, but that lost it right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Lost it. That won. Okay. <laughs> Next. You, I mean, do you think no. we're supposed to be like this is flirting? Um, I mean, I think it's significant that of all of the kids in the in the cafeteria, Cho Chang was like, good luck, Harry. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like does kind of single her out. And it's like, for what? Why? And he Mm -hmm. blushes. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on. I mean, you did have a girl talk to her. And that's the thing, like. I, people wish me good luck all the time before games. It doesn't like ev- everyone does it. Now, do you focus on the people that you want to hear it from more? Of course, mm-hmm. but let's not forget the entire hall just cheered, or three quarters of the hall just cheered when like they got up. True, he's, it's he re- wanting it to be there more than it actually being there. Mm-hmm. Or he resents the big cheer and he appreciates the personal good luck. <laughs> 
So they go straight to the changing room. No pep talk from Oliver Wood. It's just time to go, dude. <laughs> He's just saying like two words every time he speaks. It's just like the night before it's team, bed. And then when everyone starts to come out off, onto the pitch, he says changing rooms. <laughs> so I do, I do want to share one thing here. My very first varsity football game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I... Like I said, it, we've, it had been getting more and more tense leading up. And we did like a team dinner before the show, before the uh, game. So we do that. We get to the locker room and like all of us that it's our first year kind of looking around and like we're nervous. But it's one of those situations where the nerves around you make it 10 times worse. And I'll never forget sitting there and talking to one of my friends being like, do you think like it's going to go on? He's like, Yeah, I think we got this. I think we got this. And then one of our captains, like a guy who was more like the, the, the stereotypical all-American captain, who even had like permanent five o'clock shadow, mm. runs around the corner because we were at like this corner right by the bathroom, runs around the corner and we just see him disappear into the bathroom and then hear the sounds of throwing up. Mm. <laughs> like this guy we had been looking to to be like, we will fight and win, <laughs> just whips it around the corner and starts puking. Just because I feel like our listeners are doing this right now, I'm going to go ahead and say, I remember that you told this story on the podcast once oh, already. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, go ahead and cut that. I'm, I'm not going to cut it, but because you told it nice and short and cute, but I don't want other people to be like, oh, hey, I already told that one and nobody even noticed. I noticed. <laughs> Either way, it, it's the, it, obviously because I tried to say it again, it, it sticks with you that sense. I mean, of, it's right? alarming when the person that is supposed to be in charge of you is alarmed. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's what just all that it's, I remember or all that I imagine with Wood and the way he's like, oh, but. It's uh, like in Lord of the Rings when Aragorn shouts, then I shall die as one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I love that line because. Because it's, I mean, I know it's supposed to make him look like a good man, like he's willing to die with whoever he needs to fight with. But also, he just let everyone know that they're talking about the fact that they're all going to yes, die. God, that this scene is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. So they, um, they walk out onto the Quidditch pitch, and like Lee Jordan is introducing them, and the captains shake hands, and the game begins. Um, I love how Lee Jordan talks about the Slytherin team before they even start. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does I mean, say? He's, he's not a, like an impartial narrator here. No, I love. I mean, that's so much the joke a little, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the double joke is that McGonagall is also not an impartial narrator, but she is a chaperone. <laughs> I can't wait. To, we won't talk about it yet, but I can't wait till we get to the part where she really loses it and gets okay. into the game. But what it's were you going to say, Mary Payton? Oh, I just I love that he like announces each each of the dri- Gryffindors as they come out, and then. Um, the Slytherins, he says, um, led by Captain Flint, he's made some changes in the lineup and seems to be going for size rather than skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. That's all he says. That's it. Yeah. The shade. The shade of it all. So so they're like playing. This is what the episode's about to get like lame and weird. Um, they're like they're playing sports ball and like there's some commentary from Lee Jordan about like the ball all the balls they're just going angelina scores the score is 10-0 okay so wait this okay this is a great time to remind everyone that they have to win by at least a 50 point or over a 50 point at least at least a 50 point wait 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 it's 200 they have to win they have to win by over 200 wait 
They need I don't know. 200 points. I'll, they need 200 points to win. So they need to score 50 and see, then get the snitch. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So Harry is not allowed to catch the snitch until they are up by 50. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very confusing, but Harry is living this life right now. So let's, we have to, <laughs> we have to endure it with him. We do. Okay. So, okay. Right away. It's a dirty game. Each side gets a foul right away. Alicia scores the penalty shot for Gryffindor. I, I fucking love all the women who are taking action in this. Me too. I'd me- love to see it. The men on this team are like not, they are not making progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then like Oliver Wood saves the Slytherin penalty. Nice. He's on it. Oliver Wood is, I think, genuinely a very excellent Quidditch player. And I think he goes on to, to do semi-pro. Yeah, minor leagues semi-pro oh yes it was a great movie anyone else see it? <laughs> minor if leagues if i remember correctly he plays for i think it might have been the channons the chudley channons whatever their name is ron's team i think it was that's the that's the chudley cannons and cannons. i don't think that's right uh, he were he wait he plays for pudmere, pudmore united Puddlemore, yeah Puddle, I'm good. Puddlemore, shut, up, shut up shut up oliver wood so rude you um, asked us to come on this podcast, Christina. <laughs> she abuses um, me every time I'm on here. Puddle mirror. Like a puddle mirror united. A we got there. No, no, no. Like, like, um, <laughs> what ends with mirror? Cashmere. Okay. I just, puddle you know, mirror. some people, I guess it's, maybe it's a dialect thing, but I've heard some people pronounce the word mirror, M-I-R-R-O-R as mirror. Like, mm-hmm. like take a look in the mirror. Yeah, that's a Is hard that a southern one. thing. It's not really. I don't know if it's a southern thing. It's just hard because, like, phone- like phonetically, that's like a hard word to say. I've People, heard mirror. Oh, mirror, mirror, mirror. Like, Take a look in the mirror. It's like the the rural juror. Have y'all seen them? <laughs> Thirty what? Rock. Have you yes. seen Thirty Rock? Yes. No. She's on this show, an episode of some show or or movie that's called The Rural. Juror, yeah. like a, uh, a person on a jury. Juror. World juror. She, she just says rural juror. <laughs> no one knows that's that hard. It's, so it's an awful name for a show. <laughs> the rural juror. Say that ten Ooh. times fast. No. Nice. <laughs> um. Okay. Where are we? Griff- uh, Gryffindor is given another penalty against Slytherin. Katie scores it. Okay. So Harry sees the snitch at this time. But it's not time to catch it because I don't know what the score is, but it's not. They're up by 50. So he feigns in the other direction, which, by the way, I learned the word feign from Harry Potter. Me too. <laughs> in the, it's in the next book, in the I Goblet of Fire, they talk mm-hmm. about the Ronsky feint. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is a feint? That sounds like fainting. Is it the same thing as like what ha- Harry's already been fainting this whole time? <laughs> no, it's a different kind of fainting. Yeah, I think I saw it in here and I asked my mom and she told me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so he feigns away from the snitch because no one can catch it yet. And and Draco Malfoy buys it and follows him because I would too. Sure. <laughs> um, and, but then Harry gets, before, he, before he, Harry can get to his like fake snitch, he gets attacked by the Slytherin beaters. Uh, he like attacks like, with bludgers, right? Like it's fine. Yeah, they well, target they, him. The they both they both come at him too because he sees it oh, the last yeah. second. He darts upwards and they run into each other. You're right. You're right. So they would Which have had a penalty. A pretty smart strategy, even though it's dirty. Like just 
like Malfoy, just follow him. As soon as he sees it, we're going to send everyone at Harry. So that See? You That's why you're slowing because you're like body slamming him as a smart strategy. But I would never. That I'm is smart. against the rules. I have body slammed so many people in sports. <laughs> Didn't you play fucking volleyball? I played volleyball, basketball, uh, soccer. You body slammed? I have body slammed. I have pulled hair. I have, I have pantsed people. Um, (laughs) That's funny. It's easier to do it it in the moment than you can even imagine. Uh, That's real hot girl shit. I (laughs) I can't uh, talk right now. I used to wrestle a guy like he was in the same division as me. And so I saw him multiple years, multiple times every year. And he would always do this one goddamn thing where if we were on the, if I was on bottom and he was like trying to get a position when the ref was on the other side, he would lick his finger and then like, just put it in my ear. Oh. So it's like, what the, and like, you may, you like start squirming and shit and he could get, it was the, like, it was the worst goddamn thing. And like, I knew it was coming because uh. he did it every time. Did you say the ref did that to you? No, no, the guy I'm wrestling with. Wait for the ref to not be able to see it. Then I'm sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying. I just took my I just took my my ADHD pills with dinner. So I'm just like just now catching up. I'm doing my best, I promise. I'm so sorry. Frankly, oh, Lila, you're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. I have a Harry Potter um, related. Oh, you want to talk about? Now this feels like a wet willy finger. Um, She's holding uh, up a finger. It does look a little bit like a wet willy finger. um, I have a wet willy question. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I have a bludger question. Okay, so the either. (laughs) Really said wet willy, and I meant to say bludgers. So you know how, like, um, in the movies, they they show it that like the balls, especially the bludgers, are all kind of like fly in themselves and like they all have their own agenda or no agenda and they're just like flying everywhere trying to just like maybe kill whoever they hit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so are the players do they have a way to control them in this game or like what's happening because it, it seems like when i read it it seems like the bludgers are like purposefully coming at people okay go well, I think because the beaters really just have the bats that they right. hit the bludgers with and they aim the bludgers towards people. And I think if they hit it hard enough and aim it, then it's like a missile. You know, I, I imagine it's like a missile and it kind of locks on that person. Okay. Yeah, I had always imagined that the bludgers will be attracted to like the nearest human body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's almost like a magnet and you can like hit them off course and then they'll just like go. Yeah. So it's like they're they're slowly, but it, sometimes it seems like they move super fast, like they whip all over the place. Yeah. Well, don't try not to think about the movie. It's really difficult. No, I know. <laughs> okay. Don't they make like a weird noise too when they go past? Is or, don't don't the bludgers be like? Yeah, that noise exactly. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a clip of it and compare it to. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be spot on when you play that clip. <laughs> For sure. I'm like, what? Was that the movie? Okay, so Marcus Flint, the captain of the Slytherin team, scores for Slytherin. And then soon after, or maybe because of this, I really wasn't writing down a lot of detail because it was too much and stupid. Um, each team gets another penalty. Gryffindor scores again. Slytherin does not again. I think that I think that the writing is trying to demonstrate to us 
that Gryffindor really deserves it because they're better players with all these penalty shots being whiffed by the Slytherins, you know? Yeah, well, they the Slytherins do horrible things. Like they, like what does she say? What what is, happens instead of grabbing the quaffle, oh, he yeah. grabs uh, <laughs> her head. Is it Angelina's head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Like, like a man grabs my head there. in any in any circumstance. Even if I'm on the ground, if a man grabs my head, you know, I mean that's like fucking weird, man. It is. Yeah, we definitely yeah. don't support that. No head grabs. <laughs> no head grabs. It says, uh, grabs her by the head. Katie cartwheeled in the air, managed to stay on her broom, but dropped the quaffle. That's insane. All of yeah, that is insane. insane. Just, like, took her head and flipped her over. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that in the movie, dude. I think Quidditch yeah. in the movies is like so much worse than the book somehow. I agree. I agree. Except for sometimes in the books when it's like, and he zipped over there, and then he zippity zapped over there. Brooke already did this joke, but um, <laughs> but I, I when she, cite your sources. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I do think that um, in the movie it's a little uh, milk toast, right? Milk toast, and like even Lee Jordan is just like, wow, it's time for the Quidditch games, and let the game begin. Let the games begin. <laughs> and here he's like, literally fuck Slytherin and every Slytherin's mother that's ever been born. And the mother was yeah. like, do you want three years of detention because I can make that happen? And he's like, it's a joke. It's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> okay so the score okay wait uh okay so the score is 50 10 uh, after katie scores again and then gryffindor scores another penalty i was writing in all capitals i'm not feeling as into it now um reading is probably better than having it described to you harry sees the snitch and they're now up by enough points that he can go for it so harry peels off in the direction of the golden snitch but malfoy grabs the back of his broomstick to oh, slow yeah. him down. And that I, is not cool. I have problems with the physics of this. Okay, tell because me. Because if Malfoy is grabbing a broom that is supposed to be able to go that fast, then the amount of force that would be exerted on his shoulder when he's trying to hold on to the tail of it, because Harry's trying to take off at full speed. So mm-hmm. if Malfoy grabs onto it and is holding it hard enough that he's fighting it, that is so much torque going forward. It would like it's rip his socket. Yeah, well, we I don't know exactly about like speed science and stuff. We do know that we see evidence later in this chapter, maybe, that Harry's broom is objectively significantly faster than Malfoy's broom. I definitely think that Malfoy wouldn't really be able to keep hold of it that well. Yeah. But I don't know. Young boys can just get shit done physically. You know what I mean? Like they could just like climb up buildings <laughs> and like and like run ten miles. You know what he's, I mean? He's also really desperate. That'll really drive mm. you. You know, mm. like a mother, like a mother lifting a car off a child. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exact same thing. Um, so, I go ahead. Love. Sorry if you were about to talk about this, but I'm just too excited. I want to talk mm. about McGonagall's reaction here. Okay. Because yes. Lee Jordan, when when that happens, everyone's yelling. Madam Hooch, Hooch is yelling. Um, Lee Jordan's yelling. And it says Professor McGonagall didn't even bother to tell him off. She was actually shaking her fist in Malfoy's direction. Her hat had fallen off. And she, too, was shouting for furiously. Which, like, when McGonagall's hat falls off, <laughs> it is not right. Wait, what kind of a hat do we think it is? 
It's like a, a witchy hat, right? Yeah. The tall green one that she w- likes to wear. No, you're right. I think um in like one of the last chapter or two, we've, we've seen her in her tartan dressing gown and her like sleep hat. So I've had that in my oh, head yeah. for McGonagall for a while. Well, and in a Quidditch match, I, it might be Sorcerer's Stone or, or Chamber of Secrets. But there, it does show her wearing a silly outdoorsy hat, like a like a flappy winter hat. Hmm. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that's right. I I agree though that this is probably just like a regular witch hat because it's nice outside now. It's like March or whatever. Um, technically, it's April when this episode comes out, guys. It comes out in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So the snitch disappears. Um. Gryffindor gets another penalty shot, but Alicia is so angry that she misses. Which it's okay, babe. I get it. Valid. Um, I just heard Madam Hooch is livid in all capitals. I don't really remember like what <laughs> I think she was just like, well, I've fucking never seen a game this fucking dirty in all my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking pissed. Slytherin scores another point. Harry starts really closely marking Malfoy, pestering him. May I say even flirting a little bit? Knocking knees. <laughs> knocking knees. Um, and then like Harry kind of scatters some Slytherins so Angelina can score. So now they're up enough again that he can get the snitch if he sees it. Um, Okay. All right. Well, here it is. He turns and he sees Malfoy diving for the snitch. And he turns and also dives for the... Andrew, do you have something to say before we get there? Yeah, because when I was reading it, and I might be wrong here, I'm pretty sure they were already up by 60 when that happened. Because okay. Harry didn't need to stop her or to stop them from getting in her way. So, like, it, if he hadn't stopped her, stopped uh, them from getting in her way, he would have been in a better position to get the snitch. So that is something that, like, I, like I said, I thought I read that when I was going through her. Remember that? But uh, the technology. It, it kind of changes the scenario to make yeah, it give me like a, a hubris move. Yeah, hubris for sure. Okay, just give me a quick second. Or not hubris. It wouldn't be. It makes it like more of a unnecessary move for him to do that. I just said hubris. I mean, I just said hubris. Harry's hubris all the time. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 70 20. Okay, so it was 70 20. Okay, my bad then. I I Mm -hmm. thought that they, that, uh, well, no, because even without that goal, they would still have been up 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah. Okay, I wasn't crazy. Guys, it doesn't even matter. It's sports math. Um, okay. <laughs> Just because you don't care about sports doesn't mean everyone doesn't care. Let, let me get to the grand finale. So Harry sees Malfoy diving for the snitch near the ground. And I, the, I'm writing all of this in all capitals. Harry... And the fireball literally just from like, it's like Malfoy's so far away. Harry will never catch him. But oh wait, but Harry caught him, dude. Because the fireball outpaces the Nimbus 2001, right? Mm -hmm. And he catches the snitch. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) And they win the Quidditch. I almost said World Cup, just the regular cup. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way it ends too. It like, I think that's part of the reason why she stretches out this match. Kind of, you know, like it's like, oh, come on, we get another ten points. Come on, why can't you just skip a little bit? But I think she really, really, yeah, she really drags it out um, because, like, the only ending to this chapter is just the glory of having won. So it like builds it up, and then the end is just like a dream to Harry. Mm Yeah, and that's always one area that I've thought she really actually does really, really well is describing that feeling when there's a huge 
celebration like that, like a, a celebration immediately following a personal accomplishment where everything kind of gets that like sectioned off, like splashes of memory. Like you, you, it, when you think back on it afterwards, it's like one thing leads, like it's not a, like one straight path. I always say like, that I, I, I feel like I know what you're describing and tell me if I'm wrong, but I would kind of describe it as like stop motion where it's yeah. like, it's like you're like in this weird, like the pacing is not right for exactly. your brain. Yeah, it's like it's like your brain is overloaded on dopamine and like you know all yeah. the oxycodone and all the fun like neurochemicals, and you're just like oh oh, oh like, it's just like yeah, bits yeah. that you remember, yep. like flashes, you know. And she always does a really good job of doing that, uh, or rather of describing that. Um, like I mean, it's way in the future, but the scene when with uh, Ginny in the sixth book kind of like flashes of things and then like one all of a sudden boom it's there you know mm-hmm. and like the, the little details she uses too like wood handing the cup to him with tears streaming down his face <laughs> and how McGonagall was crying even more than wood it just yeah it's, oh it's <laughs> so good so I, precious I, crying and blotting her tears on a on the Gryffindor flag <laughs> <laughs> Genovia you know that <laughs> so beautiful yeah, so that's that. Okay, here's a couple other um, bits from the very end that I enjoy. Um, quote, there was Percy jumping up and down like a maniac, all dignity forgotten. I like that. Is that uh, the only time we see Percy kind of act like a kid? I think I mean, so. I would argue all spoilers out all the time. That's what I say now instead of spoiler alert. Because um, that it always comes before a spoiler. But I, I feel like later... At the, at the very end when he comes back he's like guys i was a fucking idiot i'm ready to be a fucking weasley again let's go let's go let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually that scene is you're right because it's like that i'm sorry i was an idiot you were an idiot i know okay it's all right we love each other let's do this it's like i love that energy like yeah so they're, like, they're like we knew you'd come back they're like we knew you'd come back you stupid idiot like let's get to business like we've needed you <laughs> <laughs> um okay ron and hermione come down they didn't say anything they just beamed at him dumbledore rewards them the quidditch cup and harry's last thought of this chapter is that if there was a dementor there right now he would be able to use like that feeling to produce like the a very dope patronus <laughs> that line is one that i vividly <laughs> remember being so like yeah about when i was a kid the thing about the strongest but he would have no problem making the strongest patronus and now i read it and it is so cheesy <laughs> I it's I think nice it's- would make the strongest patronus like oh, with this happiness yeah he, he was so happy I, I don't know why it just like it it hit me in yeah. a like, very like cheesy way this time <laughs> i was the same way i thought i felt the same way Wow. Well, anything about this chapter, this game that we like didn't touch on that you guys want to go over? Nope, we hit it all. <laughs> I, I love to see all of the uh, all of our characters, even our minor characters, like being so joyful, so mm-hmm. joyfully themselves. I yeah. love it. They they yeah. deserve a little bit of a break. Yeah. So anywhere in that crowd was that Hufflepuff celebrating? No, she was at home, or was she in the castle still? Who knows. Are, are you talking about Mott's thoughts? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, was it? Oh, was it? A, was that a Hufflepuff? Wasn't she? Oh, was she? Oh my god! I was Get, assuming shut, shut, shut. it because it was in the play Puffs. 
Oh, it, uh, it is in the play Puffs. Wait, um, Mots doesn't specify. Okay, give me a second. Something Mots doesn't know. <laughs> Interesting. I'm sure if I Google Sally and Perks, mm-hmm. not Parks. Sally does sound like a Hufflepuff name. Sally Ann. It's hyphenated. Mary it's even Kane. worse. It's even worse. Uh, wait, like in the UK, they do double names? I thought that was... Why, why does it say... It says she was sorted into Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin. I don't know why. That's, <laughs> that's not weird. okay to say. Wait, but this... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, that's what harrypotter.fandom.com says, which I tend to use for all of our references, but harryalbuspotter.fandom.com, ha ha ha, says that she was sorted into Gryffindor. Who the fuck knows? Um, a Huffledore, like myself. <laughs> Well, are y'all ready to move on to our plugs? In theory. Do you hear that? Nope, never mind. Just keep going. Sorry, there's this... uh, We pick up radio signals on something in here, and it's like always a bunch of two old guys on walkie-talkies going... (laughs) (laughs) What? That's amazing! You can get involved in like a mystery or something. I could, except that it's just that they're loud and you can't understand anything they're saying and they never stop. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, time for plugs. You start. <laughs> um, I don't start. I'm the host. Andrew, will you start? Sure, I will start. Um, so I was scrolling through podcasts that I had started to download but had not actually gotten into. And I found one that's an iHeartRadio uh, podcast that I've only listened to the first few episodes, but it's really good so far. It's called Black Cowboys. And it's basically these stories of people of color from the Wild Wild West area, because there was a bunch of them that had like really cool stories to them that you will never really hear in a history class. So the uh, presenter does a great job. He's a really good uh, storyteller. And like he puts in clips from his dad, too, because his dad's the one that told him all these stories. And it's just, it's a really cool podcast and definitely worth mm-hmm. listening. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. Mary Payton, what do you got? Um, I'm actually going to plug a podcast as well because I was trying to think of a book that I've been reading and got nothing. Um, I even asked Jason for, I was like, what have I been reading lately? But babe, I need a plug. And he was like, um, what about that book you were reading in bed last night? And it was Harry Potter. Um, (laughs) i think i'll talk about that but it can't be my plug (laughs) there's this new book series out um anyway so um i have a problem where i feel like i have to be productive at all times and that includes when i listen to podcasts or like literally anything so i have tried to start listening to just podcasts that are just funny and have nothing to do with any sort of um you know, production value, but, um, like ours. Yeah. Like this one, a nonsense podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like friends talking bullshit behind you. And you're like, that's a good one guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to keep vacuuming. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been listening to Nicole Byer has a podcast called yes. why, won't, why won't you date me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, it's super <laughs> funny. She just usually has one person on with her that she talked it's not even really an interview. Sometimes she'll ask questions, but it's really just a conversation they have. Um, like there was one with Tiffany Haddish and that was of course good because Tiffany Haddish is amazing, mm-hmm. but um, it's just really, really funny. And it's easy to, you know, stop listening at any moment and jump right back in. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been really enjoying that. 
Oh, yeah. Do you want to plug any of your socials, perhaps? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Richmond Reads. And you can follow me, if you want to, on Twitter at CrookMP. My um, grandfather just, I, he w- really wanted to get on Twitter. And <laughs> I warned him all about it, but I got him <laughs> an account. And I, I had him follow me which was a bad idea. And now I'm the only one that he follows. <laughs> and all I do is retweet other people's funny or ridiculous stuff. So he's like, Mary, I just, I don't know about this. I'm like, okay, you know, follow other people. I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, that's Crook, at Crook MP. Excellent. Layla, what do you have to plug? Hi. Um, this week, I would like to plug um, an excellent new TV series that I just discovered that I've already talked about to you, Andrew, but um, it's called The Norsemen. It is available on Netflix. It is a Norwegian comedy television series about a group of Vikings who live in the village of Norheim around the year se- uh, 790. So basically what this show is, is um, a combination of it's almost like um, games of Game of Thrones meets The Office meets Monty Python. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. This is the best shit that I've seen. Okay. So then you get all that and then you add on um, every actor in the show is, um, is Norse. So every actor in the show has like a very pleasing Norwegian accent. And, but what's very funny about it is that it's about Vikings. So they're really, I mean, it's fucked up. They, they literally were able to survive and like expand by just raiding villages on the coast and just raping everything and like killing people horrifically and taking everything they had and they show it, but it's a very like dry, almost like British humor to it. Um, it's, it's very, very funny all with the accents. Um, and, um, I couldn't recommend it more. I think it's a hidden gem. I just found out about it from a different podcast that'll probably plug a different time. Um, but everyone should stop what they're doing right now. Go on Netflix and watch The Norseman. You will not regret it. Hell yeah. I love a good new TV recommendation. Do you want to plug your socials? Yes. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram and Twitter at Leels for Reels. That's L-E-E-L-Z, the number four, and R-E-A-L-Z. Like, are you for reals? <laughs> and and those are linked in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at your girl of the world. You can follow me on Twitter at Christina Khan. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprout Special Stash. Nope. Sprout's private stash. I get it wrong every time, so I should probably just change it. Um, in case you guys are wondering, like, what do I do on TikTok? I talk to my plants and I pretend to be Professor Sprout, but like, not really. I don't do a voice. I just put on a hat and I'm like, I'm Professor Sprout now. <laughs> <laughs> And I, t- I talk about I talk about and to my plants. So that's what it's you're excellent. missing. If you're not following me on TikTok, there's cats. And what I would like to plug this week, I haven't really gotten through anything new recently. So I'm going to plug one of my old favorites, one of my most beloved. Um, I think I literally pressed this book into Leela's hands within the last week. <laughs> yes. Um, it's called, it, it, it's tied for my top two favorite books. It's called The Dove Keepers. It's by my favorite author of all time, Alice Hoffman, who also wrote Practical Magic, in case you're wondering. And it's a book about four Jewish women who endure the Roman sacking of Jerusalem and then Masada um, in like olden Bible times. And like sacking is a very nice word because it's just like so much murder. 
Um, and it's just like a really beautiful story of like womanhood and <laughs> end of sentence. Like it's just a beautiful story of womanhood. Um, I've read it several times. I give it to all, many of my girlfriends, especially the ones who are like maybe more like Jewishly inclined, but like it doesn't even have to be that way. It's just like a beautiful Jewishly story. Jewishly inclined. <laughs> Of the, <laughs> of the Hebrew persuasion of the Hebrew persuasion um it, it is it is truly such a beautiful book and I always return to it when I feel like I need a little bit of extra strength uh like of of all the women who suffered before me you know what I mean yes 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 queens I cannot wait to I can't wait to start reading it yeah so, so excited if anyone wants to read it soon we can all read it at the same time okay and talk about it so hit us up um, that's the end of that. Um, Leela, thank you so much for joining us to talk about Quidditch. I swear to God, it'll be more fun next time. <laughs> anytime, dolls. Anytime. I love you all. We love you too. Andrew and Mary Payton, thank you for talking Quidditch. Um, and that's the end of this episode. Harry, get out of town. You crushed it, bud. You won the Quidditch um, qu- Cup. I almost said World Cup again. That's <laughs> not what it is. The Quidditch Cup. Quidditch quap. <laughs> and I'll probably fade out on that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice? Stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books, detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters! We're making a podcast! <laughs> the Restricted section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod or shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise. Say sorry one more time and I'll come through this Zoom call and bitch slap you. Okay. (laughs) My apologies.